What's going on ladies and gents and welcome to episode 57 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I'm your host Sanchez Bailey and it feels like I've been in the 50s forever. Goodness me, it's, yeah, it's just, it feels like I'm never getting to the 60s and it won't be for another few episodes. Um, I feel like I it was a while ago when we were celebrating episode 52, you know, because I kind of like recognise the same amount of weeks in the year. Gosh. Anyway, well, here we are. Um, and uh, in some ways, I do apologise that I've been heavily into boxing um, in terms of my work and my influence at this present time. And I've been studying boxing a lot more recently. And I've been noticing th- some things that I feel I have noticed in football as well. And, and it's kind of brought these thought processes into or formulated these thought processes into topics for the for the podcast. And, you know, there's something that I noticed that I feel has been used in football before. It has been mentioned at one of the, high, at the highest level. But I, I don't know if many people are educated on this and I don't think one episode will be enough on this, but talking about alter egos. Now, what is an alter ego? Let's... let's Go for a definition, you know me by now. Alter ego, let's go by the actual definition that is, you know, going by the internet and then I'm going to introduce what I have to offer. So an alter ego is a person's secondary or alternative personality. I'll read that once more. A person's secondary or alternative um, personality. Now... You know, uh, I believe last week I was going and uh, speaking about how every athlete should have a competitive, innate nature in them. Every athlete should have that drive and that, that determination to be successful and to win, right? At all costs in some ways, right? Whether you um, study your opponent, as I mentioned last week, whether you trade a little bit extra, whatever you do, you should have something within you that should drive you to be successful. Conversely, though, right? We know well, there was news on Eden Hazard being, for lack of a better term, a lazy trainer. He'll be one of the last to leave and the first to leave. He would do no extras at all, but he would display excellence on the pitch when he would in his prime form at Chelsea. <clears throat> Ultra competitive, high desire to win and be the best. He performed at a great level. Some would say maybe it was capped because he could get away with it. I don't know. Like, but the point is he had an innate drive to win. Um, I, I recall him being quite disappointed with losses sometimes. Although there was a funny picture of Real Madrid winning a, a trophy, I think. And he just did not smile at all. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, let's com- let's let me kind of introduce my inspiration i really shouldn't be talking about boxing so much in a few football podcast but you know for those that are into sport there was a big fight over the weekend and i'm just going to use this quote and then i'll i'll leave from the sport but amir khan came out at the end of his um fight having you know lost on the tko tko rather he said the love of the sport's gone the love of the sport is gone you know, um, and he's kind of used that as probably one of his headline uh, 
states of mind which should lead him to retirement. Boxing, boxing is a sport that is ultra aggressive. Now, you know, I, um, their friend of mine, Derek Kosazi, he's known as the punching preacher. Probably one of the nicest guys you would ever meet, right? But he's someone who has devastating power and, you know, that knockout effect. And so he is someone who, when he actually puts on those gloves, he's got to be a different animal, right? And one of the things that I would say is that he probably has to develop an alter ego. He has to prepare himself to be a whole different animal that is in contrast and in uh, the direct, complete opposite, the, the, the polar opposite, the binary opposite, should I say, to his actual personality. Becoming a monster, a vicious monster in the ring who wants to knock out an opponent and leave them that down flat, right? Um, we talk about Deontay Wilder being a bronze brummer. I promise I'm going to leave the sport, so I'm moving on. You know, we think about... Even let's use Roy Keane as an example. Like, you, you can slowly start to see he's just like a strict old school head teacher, right? <laughs> who actually is a nice guy when you speak to him. Um, who else? Um, what's his name? Patrick Bamford. You know, really well-spoken, kind guy. Ultra competitive on the pitch. And I'm sure that you can get some real nice individuals who are very pleasant to speak to. Probably don't even sound like a footballer or from face value look like a footballer. But they turn into a different animal when they're on the pitch. Maybe a Diogo Jota, for example, right? Turn into an absolute menace when they're maybe uh, drawing fouls, maybe diving a little bit, very aggressive in their play. Maybe you might commit a foul or two, very deadly in front of goal or, you know, um, very aggressive, maybe in, in more of a defensive manner. These are different type of personalities and traits that you would exude on the pitch. Now, here's the danger of merging the both. There's no danger, actually. But what you can easily do if, if these two different types of personality or, or uh, you know, traits are not recognised um, uh, independently, is that it can be quite taxing and exhausting. Right. If you know that you're competing to a high level, you're pushing and you're being aggressive and, you know, you're doing all of that. Uh, leaving it flat out for 90 minutes and then you've got to be a family man which is an exhausting task in its own that can really take its toll a little bit right and it may be a situation or there may be a situation where you would enter a competitive scenario and not really feel like you can switch and kick into gear so just speaking about the alter ego being an alternative personality trait one of the benefits of having that conscious, by the way, very important word, conscious, is something that you know you can turn on and you know you're activating it and you know when it's time to turn it off. You know, a conscious, one of the benefits is that you're able to be able to trigger the onset and you're able to manipulate the offset. You're able to at least create and start and initiate that time when you become this different player. At the same time, you're able to, to turn it off, essentially. You're able to put it to a halt. You're able to now put that to, a, put that to the side and, and put on uh, your original personality, so to speak, and, and be at ease and be yourself and activate your, the real you, so to speak. 
right? Sometimes players play their heart on their sleeves and sometimes you you know you might be an aggressive person in real life and then you bring that out on the pitch. You think of a Ray Rooney, for instance, right? Um, or a Jamie Vardy, quite aggy, but you can see the agginess all over the pitch. You know, th- th- those are benefits. Those are very beneficial too because you're able to kind of push and be able to be consistent in who you are at all times. A consequence is that it can be quite exhausting. So I would then advise someone like a Jamie Vardy to ensure that he consciously, using the word again, has a rest period or consciously relaxes and consciously does things to put him at ease, you know, um, so he doesn't feel like he is constantly being this aggressive, energetic individual. Just want you to kind of think about that now. So more about this episode today is talking about the effectiveness and then maybe next week or at some point, we will talk about how you are able to manipulate that. How you're able... Do you know what? Maybe I'll try and get Derek Kassazi on the podcast. Maybe. We'll see. I've done a documentary on him and he might have spoken a bit on it. But maybe I'll get someone on the podcast. Normally, like footballers... I don't really know many footballers. If you know any footballers that probably have come out and mentioned an alter ego that they, that they display, then let me know. Um... I have heard, I've heard it, but I really can't remember who said it at the time. Anyway, so yes, that is something that is really worthwhile to consider, is that you're able to switch on. And many players always ask, how do I get in the zone? You know, and it's a very fine skill that once you've got the hang of it, it's great. And, you know, um, you're able to, to try and consciously get there. The benefit with the alter ego, really is that once you switch your, to your alternative personality, you're likely to reach the zone uh, without conscious effort, right? Or you'll be able to reach the zone because that's what that alternative personality does. That makes sense. And so I wanted to kind of just leave you with the idea that maybe developing an alter ego might be a good idea. It might be worthwhile taking some time to write down some of the traits about you as a person. So for someone like me, I am a public introvert. So when I go out in public, I probably put on more introvert traits, even though I'm far from introverted. When I'm in my people, I might even be the chatterbox, you know? Um, but I know when I go to, in public, I'm a bit of an introvert. And unfortunately, because I'm like that, and especially me, me moving to Dubai, I haven't really done the best networking job at the moment. But now I know, because I'm just, I'm just so like, antisocial, if I'm honest with you, until I, ha- until I don't need to be. So I've actually had to accept very recently that now I need to do a lot more um, and almost become that sociable person. And it's within me. So it's not like it's an uncomfortable state to be in. I now know that I need to be Sanchez that sees someone, says hello, asks what they do, tell them what I do. Oh my gosh, do you want to hang out? Like, you know, as, as much as it's not my natural state of mind. And so I now know the type of traits that I need to display. I need to be more smiley. I need to be more um, talkative. I might need to speak a little bit more in the, in the elevator or when I'm out or when I'm sitting next to somebody when I would never usually do that. But I, I now have developed these traits and listed the traits that will be 
uh, able to give me the most desired outcome. I would recommend you do the same. When you're on that pitch, what kind of person are you or what person uh, do you like to be? What is the best version of yourself in terms of the traits? Are you someone that is, is quite aggressive? Cool, let's put that down because you might be far from aggressive in real life. Are you someone that is, you know, that, that is very communicative? Or maybe you might be reserved. Get down some of these things here. Are you very expressive? Are you someone that really wants to go over and beyond? Are you someone that's quite a showman? Or are you someone that is such a team player that you want to play your part and work and, and help and support your other teammates? By the way, everyone should be like this. <laughs> but then identify what you're like in real life. Maybe you're someone that's quite quiet. You like a chill time. You don't really like to speak much. You are actually quite lazy in real life, you know? I feel like I'm, uh, I'm a bit lazy, if I'm honest with you. But, you know... Um, I get the, the necessary things done. But yeah, are you quite lazy or are you, are you quite hardworking? Or, you know, it's quite important for you to have this clear differentiation. Because once you have this differentiation, then you can start working to operate a an alter ego. So I'm going to leave it here for an awareness. This is an awareness episode. Kind of bringing you aware of what uh, an alter ego is. You know, an alternative personality. It's an alternative display of behavior that you would uh, display for a period of time. What better way to have that at, at 90 minutes or whenever you train or, you know, those times. And then once that's done, that alter ego can go to bed and sleep for a little bit and rest whilst you become more of yourself, you know. Um, and that kind of allows you to feel... Go into Amir Khan's uh, statement now. I fell in love, out of love with the game. I believe by having an alter ego allows you to preserve that love. Now, he's been in the game for a while, so I'm not criticising him. But that statement there, falling out of love with the game, if you're able to have that alter ego and know who you are and then know who you're shifting to and know that it's an irregular slash irregular um, exchange and, and swap and change, then I believe you're able to kind of not fall, uh, to prevent the falling out of love of the sport. Because you know that it, it's a switch. You're going to have that downtime again. You know, someone like Kimi was out of the game for three years. So, like, automatically you're going to fall out of love of something for three years. Goodness me, three years. Come on, that's insane. But anyway, um, I wanted to leave this as an episode that kind of triggers your thoughts. Your thought processing. And... Maybe next week or at some point we can explore on how you can actually do this and how you can practice this on a daily basis and how you switch on and how you switch it off exactly. But yes, I hope this is informative and I look forward to the next time we're together. Take care. Bye-bye.